Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. When you travel, you have to have things you're going to do each day, and then those have to be just sort of a jumping off point. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. Forced march of fun for seven days, which I think can easily happen with kids. With Margaret Abel's and Amy Wilson. Bribe the good behavior with snacks, a podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. I only remember the good parts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the What Fresh Hell podcast. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And today we're talking about how to travel with your kids if you must. If you must. I'm going to say you must. You must. It's, I mean, you must. You're going somewhere with your kids. You're not mold people. Well, some people, some people say don't do it. I, I, so can I start with a quote from my friend Josh Shalov? You may. Funny guy. He says there are two kinds of vacations with kids, hot babysitting and cold babysitting. <laughs> I like that. And, you and know, he's, he's not wrong. He's kind of right. But I I love, tra- I'm on the side of travel early and often and I, go farther than you think you can and it's fine. I have an aunt who says this about other things. Like she has a philosophy that a lot of people, especially younger people, tend to be like, oh, my life will be better in Vermont. Like when I move to Vermont and live in a cabin, like, oh, my life will be better if I can just move to this place I've always wanted to live. And she always says in her very Irish aunt way, wherever you go, you take your head with you. (laughs) And it's like, it might not solve, the problem might not just be location because your head's (laughs) coming with you wherever you go. And the problem with travel, of course, similarly, is that wherever you go, you take your children with you. Yes, but you experience new oh, things God, together. You're going to be jolly about this, I can tell. I, I'm a, yeah, I'm a big traveler. You like traveler. to travel. You're I a big took, traveler. I mean, my, my, I took my daughter on her first plane ride when she was five weeks old. Um, we, we took them, the three of them, to London and Paris for two weeks when they were, because my husband had to go for work and he's like, let's all go. And we went, we all went. Uh, my, my daughter was a baby. She was nine months old. And then I had a three-year-old and a five-year-old. And it was bonkers, but it was also so much fun. And we have such specific memories of that. Um, and my five-year-old claims to actually remember it. I mean, there certainly are good pictures. Yeah, I mean, pictures are it. I would say most people are probably not recreationally traveling abroad with children under five. Yes. 
So we'll, we'll, we're not going to spend a lot of time on how to do London and Paris with your under fives. But if you're traveling to uh, Arizona from the East Coast, then, you know, then most of these things still apply because it's still time There's zones. There's a lot of overlap. It's right. a lot of like planes, time zones. And we're also not just talking about traveling with babies. I'm traveling now with a nine-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a six-year-old. Uh-huh. And I will say it's a lot easier than traveling with a baby. And I'm traveling with a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 10-year-old. And although, of course, that's way easier than a baby, you still have to sort of plan your travel around the kind of travel they're interested in in order for everybody to have a good time, including you, while you're there. I agree. And I will say we had a major development in travel just this week in my house. My nine-year-old came to me and he's like, mom, he's getting into like, I am independent now. That's kind of his whole persona right now. And he said to me, I want my own suitcase and I'm going to pack it and I'm going to be in charge. And he's lately gotten in this thing of like being kind of independent. He's gotten very into doing the laundry, which is a great development. What? <laughs> yeah. Remember, we've had a, this is, this is what makes me laugh. We've had a million conversations about I should teach my kids how to do the laundry. And like a month ago, my kid came to me and he's like, he saw me putting the Tide Pods in, which I guess are very alluring to people because yeah. people are eating them apparently, but which you shouldn't do, by the way, not recommended. <laughs> but he saw me doing the laundry one day and I think he was just, mesmerized by like the magical talisman that was the Tide Pod. They're also, because they're colorful, but they also are just, have a tactile thing that's really Yeah, they pleasing. really are mesmerizing and there's something about them that's like so forbidden, the way that the magical colors are locked away from you, but by such a thin layer of plastic. I don't know, they're magical. So he started doing his own laundry and he's like, and I think I can pa- start packing myself for trips. So of course this is going to be a disaster. But this morning I went on Amazon and I bought him a Darth Vader suitcase. Suitcase is, by the way, much more expensive than I thought. I was like, oh, I'll buy you a cute kid's suitcase. And they were all like $150. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm not buying oh, that. TJ Maxx. Got to go to TJ Maxx. They have, that, that's where you can get like a $39.99 yeah. rollerboard. I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking like $24.99. And, and, and I managed to find a real cheapo Darth Vader one, but so he's going to take charge. And I think for Texas which is where we go for the summer, which is basically like shorts, t-shirts and bathing suits and underwear and socks. That's all they need. And nothing that can't be replaced at Walmart in 28 seconds if needed. I think I'm going to let him really pack that suitcase. That's, 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 there's such a difference between um, packing for a cruise and packing for a place with a target two miles away, right? Or God so I, forbid, I packing for like, it's a vacation that ends in a wedding. Like those kind of trips are <laughs> such a nightmare. Like five days of fun and then three days of fancy clothes. Now I horrible. Feel, I feel don't obliged even go to point out. Don't even go on that trip. Fake your own death. I feel obliged to point out we do have a whole episode just on how to pack. Oh, to this is with Amy's kids. superpower, guys. So, like, listen, come to your guru, Amy this Wilson. Is, we uh, we did an episode a year ago that was just about packing, and the the link is bit.ly slash WFH packing. Or you can find it just by searching in your, you know, search bar, just go webfreshhellpodcast.com packing and you'll find it. And so we've talked about the packing thing in great detail. It had its own episode and most of it was about Ziploc bags. Amy, I totally mock Amy on that episode because she's like, you know what helps that? Ziploc bags. I find that Ziploc bags are useful. Oh, you know what's good? Ziploc bags. Like I'm like, okay, you're obsessed with Ziploc bags. Relax. Yeah. And then we went to Facebook and posted like, what are your packing tips? And 95 people were like, it's Ziploc bags. Ziploc Ziploc bags. bags. And I was like, is there a whole Ziploc bag packing cult underground scene that I'm not aware of? 
there are two kinds of people in this world, the people who pack with Ziploc bags and the people who are just wasting everybody's time. So I'm, I'm, I'm firmly it. in camp number two. All right. So I, but, uh, so, so we can talk packing, but I want to get back to like why you should travel, why you should take your kids places, why I think it's worth it. Go. Can I give you a couple of reasons? Yes. I'm going to steal a couple from Miriam. Oh my gosh. Her last name is Miriam. Automafior for the Huffington Post. She wrote an article about why travel is never wasted on young kids. I'll put the link on our show page. It's worth reading because she's one of these people who it's like, we live in Cambodia. Now we live in a boat. Like just one of these like crazy right. travel people. Right. And Instagram as you said, moms, perhaps a little bit less applicable to the other 99.9% of us. But she Correct. says that she has, she believes that travel has made her kids more flexible, which I totally agree in terms of foods my kids will eat, makes them more grateful and makes them more aware. You know, you have to be somewhere else to understand where you live. There's a quote about that. Like I, I came home and understood my home for the first time. It makes your kids more curious, and it gives them a love for adventure. I think all of that is true. I took I took my two boys to China last summer, and it was tough. It was a lot of like bumpy roads in a minivan with no air conditioning, like hot and crowded, and they loved every minute of it. And they were much more patient with a lot of the travel than I was. I was the one who was like, when are we going to get there? And they... They just, like, we hung out, we talked, they looked out the window, we couldn't really use our data plans, I couldn't use Facebook because it doesn't work in China, it was this amazing opportunity to just be so far away from home that all we could do was hang out with each other. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to China. Come on, Margaret, you can do it. (laughs) I mean, it's just not, international travel for five is just completely out of the question for us. It's just not going to happen, but I I definitely understand... I don't know. I don't think the allure of international travel with kids is lost on many people. Like, it's very clear what you get out of it, you know, like seeing new places, seeing new cultures. I have friends right now who are teachers and on sabbatical, and they're doing a sabbatical six months where they are living with abroad with their kids in these all these different countries. And I look at their pictures, and I'm like, that's kind of amazing. Like, there they are with their kids on the Great Wall, and there they are with their kids in Rome. Like... And their kids are, I don't know, like eight and 10, you know, they're young kids. And it does seem like that's an amazing adventure. But for most people, it's just not going to happen. I mean, it's too expensive. Point taken. You can still travel very far from home without going very far from home. And it's some of it is in how you travel and where you go. I think it's time for you to talk about where you're going this summer, because I only know a little bit about it, but it's pretty exciting. I'm so excited. So my son was in a school play called Lost in New York, and it was about two aliens who get lost in New York State. Love it. It was a very classic, like, fourth grade play. Like, two aliens get lost. The aliens, like, keep crossing the different sides of the stage, and people, like, stomp forward, and they're like, hello, I run the Empire State Building. You have arrived here. This building was built in the Art Deco style in 1936, or whatever, you know, like, and then, oh, hello, you've landed in West Point, and just people giving fun facts about all these states, Cooperstown, all these places in New York State. And my son really liked being in the play and was kind of enamored by the whole thing, and he kept saying, like, well, I'd like to go see Cooperstown, the baseball hall of fame. I'd like to go see West Point. And I said, oh, yeah, well, maybe we'll do some day trips over the summer. But then I had a flash that my family, when we were, I was in middle school, my dad was changing jobs. So he had been at a job for a long time, and then he had gotten a new job. But he decided to take 
a couple of weeks off in the summer because all he, his jobs were always very busy. So he didn't have, you know, a ton of family time. And so he was like, I'm going to take six weeks off in the summer. We're going to do a big family trip. And we rented an RV and drove around and saw all the national parks. And it was so, I'm sure, hellacious in so many ways for my parents and terrible. But it really was like, it's one of the standout memories of my life. Right. I mean, you, you, have, you have fond memories of it or just uh, distinct very, memories of it? Very fond memories and some fairly distinct memories. Like, I, I think I remember it pretty well. And I'm sure there was a lot of like fighting and misery and like eating chicken fingers every night at weird diners and stuff. But I only remember the good parts and I remember it very, very fondly. It's also one of those trips where we, we looked at a lot of pictures from the trip. So maybe... Also, I'm remembering it through the pictures, but whatever, super fond memories. I definitely have talked to my mother about it later in life and realized that for her, it was not the greatest six weeks of her life, but she's very glad to have done it. I talked to my mother-in-law about the same thing. My husband went on an RV trip with some friends growing up and still, like, it, it really is one of the parts of his childhood that looms the largest in his memory, but the part that looms the largest is when his dad drove up in the camper and parked it in front of their house on a you know suburban street. It was sort of like the moment that it became real. And yeah, if you talk to my mother-in-law, it was, it was 10 kinds of horrible, but, but the, the excitement of being about to go was almost as good as actually going. Well, there's a lot of studies that actually prove that. that yeah. Like your happiness index, like your personal happiness set point is very hard to change. One of the things that makes it higher is looking forward to fun plans. And then you're very, very happy, like looking forward to the camper. And then you're no more happy when you're in the camper. Like the happiness peaks right before you do it. It's the anticipation that makes you happy. So do you um, actually have to go is the question. Could that's you just a good question. No, we definitely have to go. Now the kids are so hyped. So anyway, I decided RV trip all around New York State to see all the sights from the plane. <gasps> you are going to be the aliens in New York. We're going to be the aliens in New York. And we're getting in an RV. I would say medium expensive. Like it's definitely something that we saved up for and it's our one trip of the summer and it's the thing we're doing. I want to say an RV is like maybe 150 bucks a night, but then you don't have to pay for a hotel. Although you, the campgrounds still are like 35 bucks a night. So it's a, call it 200 bucks a night. And then the gas is going to be super expensive. And then the food, you know, we'll try to pack food, but like we'll probably end up eating chicken fingers at diners a lot. Uh, and entrance stuff to places. But it seemed like reasonable, like a doable, like, okay, maybe $2,500 all in for a nine-day vacation with all the kids. But then we hit a little snag, which is that my husband realized that he couldn't come. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. I forgot something. I can't go. Yeah. Well, what happened is like my husband's business has been very slow, which is not great, but it has allowed us to be like, oh, just come on the trip and you can work from there. But it's always been a little bit like, uh, you know, if he knocked out two or three hours of work in the morning, he would have the rest of the day free. And so I've gotten a little spoiled just being like, oh, just come in the RV. And the good news is that his business has gotten a little busier. But the bad news is as we started to do this calculation. So we always go to the lake in upstate Cayuga Lake, upstate New York. And so what's going to happen is the RV will get the RV to Cayuga Lake. And then our last week of the summer will be our lake trip. So we're marrying the two things together. So my husband realized he could either do the lake or the RV. And he decided he would rather do the lake. And so I'm now in the RV by myself with three kids, except for then I called my kid's grandfather and he is coming with us. My father-in-law. This is, this is a, um, 
movie that is going to be up for best original screenplay, best uh, comedy screenplay. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like Starring Steve Carell is in it. McCarthy is me. Yep. <laughs> and then Dennis Farina will play my father-in-law. Dennis Farina. Steve Carell will play like the wacky hitchhiker we pick up along the way in the RV, and then we'll get some lovable moppets to play my kids. That is the absolute quintessence of intrepid right there. Like, it's yeah, intrepid. so I'm just going to go with my father-in-law instead. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's 25 feet, the living space. So you have, I assume, a um, uh, a sort of itinerary that is... Like, like one of the one of the points I was going to make is that I think when you travel, you have to have plans, you have to have things you're going to do each day, and then those have to be just sort of a jumping off point, and you have to sort of live in the moment with kids. So, how how much planning? I, and on our Facebook page, uh, Grace Lee said one of her tips was to have a less busy itinerary. She said we found it very pleasant when we didn't have busy plans, so we could really enjoy the slow paced family time. So I should have probably read that Facebook tip a little bit earlier because I have planned a very ambitious itinerary for the RV. But New York State is gigantic, FYI. Yeah, no, it is. I was thinking that there might be some people listening to this who aren't familiar with the size of New York State. It's, it's very large. large. It's no, I mean, my in-laws are from Texas. It's no Texas, but it's huge. And so we originally had eight locations on the destination chart. I was like, if we if we basically like get up in the morning and drive 400 miles every day and basically just run from point to point, we can do everything. And then I did scale back. So we have taken Niagara Falls, which is far Western and Northern New York. We've taken that off the itinerary. I was like, that's gotta live for another day. Cause there's no way we can fit Niagara Falls in in eight days. Like we just can't do it all. I've been but, in Niagara Falls. It's, it's, you know, it's pretty good. It's not, it's, I've been it's not there. worth eight hours of driving. Well, the problem with Niagara Falls is that it's eight hours of driving and then you go and you're like, oh, there it is. And then you, it's kind of, there's not a lot to do. Once you've ridden the Maid of the Mist, you're kind of, it's a kind of wrap on that. This episode also, everybody is says, brought to you by Maid of the Mist. Yes, definitely not. But everybody also says the Canadian side is better. My kids don't have passports. I'm like, ah, forget Niagara Falls. So our, I would say our plan is still fairly ambitious, but I'm trying. I'm doing a lot of Zen meditating to try to pace myself. Although the thing with an RV is you have to pick a campground every night. So you do have to like, it's a motion trip. You got to stay in motion. Yes. And then in the- and Like a shark or I, you die. I learned this lesson a long time ago. My, I have a brother who's almost 20 years younger than me. And he came to visit me in New York when I, uh, he was eight. And I was like, you know, 27. And- um, That is so bonkers. I'll yeah. never get used to hearing that. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, he came to visit me for- th- for uh, four or five days, and I had so much planned. And he, we get to Central Park, and we're on our way to the zoo, and then we're going to do this, and then we're going to, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. We get to Central Park, and like, you know, 100 feet into the park, we hit this sort of rock outcropping. And he sees it, and he says, can I climb on that? And I said, you know, okay. And seriously, 90 minutes later, I'm like tapping my foot while he's still climbing on this rock. Now with some other kids who have happened along. And then after that, he watched like Cartoon Network on my bed because he didn't have Cartoon Network at home. And we ordered him pizza. And I was, you know, I was not even a parent yet, but I was so frustrated. Like, we're supposed to do all this stuff today and we didn't do any of it. And then I sort of had the aha moment of like, but he's having a 
great trip. He climbed on a rock with some kids and now he's watching cartoons and pizza and he's with his sister and, and there's no, he, he wanted nothing more out of the day. So I needed to let go of the idea that you're supposed to do, you know, go to the top of the Empire State Building. We didn't get there because he was climbing on rocks in New York City, but it, but he loved that, it. Who cares? That, uh, you may have to remem- remind me of that before I get in the RV because I know I'm going to have that problem. Like, no guys, we are here to have fun and fun means we are going to climb this mountain and then we are going to have lunch at this amazing place that I read about and then we are going to go to this museum that is very rare and exciting and like I have to try to remember that the fun might just be like finding eight other kids at the RV park and kicking a ball for three hours yes not seeing the sights I gotta remember that when you travel with with uh, grade schoolers. So Meg Noonan, she wrote an article for Travel and Leisure called The Age-Appropriate Vacation. It has lots of good tips, and I'll put it up on our show page. And she says, this is such an obvious one, but when you, when you travel with grade schoolers, pick trips where they'll see other kids. And you know, that can be a hotel with a pool, whatever. Or it could be an RV park. Or it could be an RV park. And in our case, it's been some traveling with cousins. We went to, yeah. this, we went to this incredible place in Montana once that was beautiful, and I had a great swimming pool and like game barn, you know, with shuffleboard and stuff, but it was kind of deserted. And so we, and our kids kept saying, we, they wish they had their cousins there with them. And so we went back and took the cousins a couple years later. And then you're just like, you're off duty for the whole week. And the other tip I have for traveling with cousins is uh, VRBO. We travel okay. with those same cousins to a different park. Right near, we went to a national park. And the hotels sometimes right near national parks or in national parks are one, not that nice, and two, you know, sold out a year and a half ahead of time. But we searched VRBO and found a house that had a, um, and it was a house that had kids' bedrooms in the pictures, so you could tell it was a kid-friendly house. We get there, they have a zip line in the front yard that was maybe like 50 feet long. And again, we're five miles from the national park. We are here to be going to the national park, everybody. And what do you think, like the seven cousins were perfectly happy to do for six hours? Zip line. Ride the zip line. And so we were like, uh, well, who cares, right? And so we did, we did some national park and some sitting on the front porch having a beer while the kids rode the zip line. Zip line and back was- and forth for hours. That kind of sounds Hours. like a fantasy vacation I have Yeah, to say. like we were in Montana. You know, it was great. I think that's a great place to break because afterwards you're going to tell me, you've seen my RV trip with my father-in-law, and will you raise me what your summer plans are? Okay, Let's sure, see I what will. you got. I will. All right, we'll be back right after this. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby's skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... 
toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber, while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Amy, when I'm dehydrated, I get headaches. I get cranky and I don't feel good in general. Also, I am dehydrated a lot of the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> because being good with the water bottle is one thing, but getting that sodium and potassium with the fluids, turns out that is the key to saying optimally hydrated. So whether you're looking to hydrate during your workout, while traveling, or at the end of a long night, Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes have got you covered with over 65 trace minerals, seven essential vitamins, and coconut water powder. Crisp and refreshing without any sugar, this is hydration powered by Sports Research. Each box has 16 little stick packs that you can take on the go, whether you're headed to an exercise class, a night out with friends, or a podcasting conference. And did we mention they come in delicious flavors from raspberry lemonade to cherry pomegranate? Stay hydrated with Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes. Visit sportsresearch.com and use the code WHATFRESH at checkout for 50% off your purchase of Hydrate. That's S P O R T S R E S E A R C H dot com, sportsresearch.com, and use code WHATFRESH for 50% off your Hydrate Electrolytes order. And now, things you don't want to hear from your kids while on vacation. This hotel room smells like pee. Mommy, there's something itchy in my hair. I have a song to sing up for you on our road trip. It's about diarrhea. Where's my suitcase? Swimming bit me and it's swelling up real big. You were right about not packing those candy bars in my suitcase. Everything is so sticky. Are you telling me that there is no pool in this hotel? We forgot the iPad! Wait, was I supposed to bring underwear? Mommy, I feel hot and cold at the same time. Ew, what's that in the pool? He's touching my side of the seat. How much longer? I am definitely gonna hurl. I smell throw up. (laughs) 
So, Margaret, I'm a little sad because uh, our babysitter during the school year just left us for summer stock. Oh, condolences, thoughts, and <laughs> prayers. I know. It's so summer stock. Hard. Good She's Lord. A- she left you for a life on the stage. <laughs> yes, which you know I have great fondness for, and yet. She left us, and that's why I love today's sponsor, Care.com. Because guess what? I found her on Care.com, and I can always find more great sitters on Care.com, and you can access their profiles, read reviews, and really find out a lot about them before you even meet them. There's a great meme that's going around on Facebook, and it says, you think you're a generous person until someone asks for your babysitter's phone number. Exactly. And that's it. Like, you get one, and you hold on for dear life. But- with care.com, there's kind of a endless source of babysitters. You don't have to hold on to that one babysitter and be like, why do you want to go to Harvard when you can stay with me and watch my kids? <laughs> Unpredictable stuff comes up all the time. Sick kids, sick parents. These things happen to us all the time. And you need that extra set of hands on demand. Often when you least expect it, Amy. It is true. So care.com has babysitters, but they also have housekeepers, dog walkers, even senior care. It's all in one place. And you can join for free as a basic member. But when you upgrade to the premium membership, you get stuff like background checks and you can get payroll and all that important stuff you know you need to be doing. Care.com is sort of one-stop shopping for all of it. And to save 30% off a Care.com premium membership, you are going to go to Care.com forward slash laughing. That's Care.com forward slash laughing for 30% off a premium membership. Go get it. What is your kid's favorite HelloFresh recipe? That would be the orchiette with sausage and broccolini. You just wanted to say that pasta name in a fancy way. I don't believe they actually like that. You're just like, I like to say orchiette. I can't spell it, but I like to say it. We are really deep in with the maple glazed chicken and sweet potatoes with the pecans. Have you had that one yet? No. Oh my God, it's so good. I'll make it for you someday. People, we are here to tell you HelloFresh makes it convenient and easy to cook balanced and delicious dinners. And there's three plans to choose from. You can get classic, veggie, and the family plan. That's that's how we roll, which We're features- all family plan yeah, all the time. Yeah, it has, has quick and easy meals that the whole family will eat. Margaret, I wouldn't have thought that your kids would like maple chicken with pecan, whatever. They do? Go listen to the Picky Eater episode. I've had a lot of problems in this area, and HelloFresh, it's just kind of like, I do make, I keep my biscuits on the side. I always have my biscuits going, so it's like there's something you know that you like, but otherwise- explore this. It has very much worked to make my picky eaters eat different food. Choose the delivery day that works for you. Take weeks off when you go on vacation. Very important. You're not overcommitted. You can get out of your comfort zone and try new things that you thought you would never cook. That has actually been true for me. So for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com and enter the code MOTHER30. That's HelloFresh.com and the code is MOTHER30. Check them out, guys. It's great. Okay, we're back. What are you doing this we're summer? We're doing two Lay things. It on me. We're doing two things this summer. Are you One, going to like Machu Picchu together? We are, are you scaling the cliffs of Dover as a family? We are doing an adventure trip, a week-long adventure trip from uh, Bilbao in Spain to Biarritz in France, which is about like a 25 mile thing, really. Everyone is just finding this so relatable. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh God, that's what we should have done. That's the family. Spain now, the reason we're Biarritz. doing 
It's how it, it's how it, this is what we do, what one does. We're going because <laughs> my, my uh, middle child is going to Spain with his chorus. His chorus is doing a tour to Spain. And so he and I are going anyway. And so we figured out a way to have the other, the other guys join us. The point I want to make about traveling with older kids is my kids will tolerate sightseeing quite well as long as they're doing something that's kind of dangerous while they're sightseeing. Like okay. an ATV is a great way to see a, a, a mountain, right? Mm. Or a, um, so anyway, this trip is going to be some kayaking, some biking and some hiking. And then it, and then at night, like you can, you know, stay back at the hotel or you can do this. And it's one of these things where like, when you've had enough, you can get in the van and we're traveling with other families that I don't know. So we're going to stay with these friends in Bilbao. Then we're going to do this week long trip and then come home. This and- makes me think of something that is a good tip for people who may never end up in Bilbao. Sightseeing might not be the best thing to do with kids, even under 18. My husband's family lives outside of San Antonio. We took the kids one day to see the Alamo and they didn't love it. We also did, they have in, very famously in San Antonio, there's a river that runs through the whole city. We did the boat trip up and down and that went much better because you're on a boat. That's the thing. It's like, I would not, take my three kids like to the Vatican or something like it, it's even if I'm in Italy it's like run around in this fountain and eat pizza and remember it as fun versus like a five and a half hour looking at paintings there may be some of you whose kids dig that and I will say I've also been happily surprised like taking my kids to the city to museums they'll do it they like it but they're not seven days of "Quote unquote sightseeing is a bad plan with kids under eighteen. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what has worked for me when I have done this stuff. There's two. There's two tricks. One is obvious. One is less obvious. The first one is gelato. So it's like we're going to go to this museum for an hour, and then we're going to have gelato, and then we're going to walk over Or we call that in the United gelato. States, people. We call that ice cream. Ice cream. It also works. Uh, substitute snacks. Right. You can have ice cream twice a day. You can do the. You can. Yes. You can bribe the good behavior with snacks afterward. And the other thing that I kind of realized on the fly was that museums um, and churches and things like that, you have to figure out the angle. This is where it works. If you're going to go somewhere where sightseeing is required, spring for the audio guides um, or or if you can get a, you know, the guide guide who will walk you around because if you get a good one that can talk to the kids, it can tell them like, if you look in this floor, you're going to see that the, you know, the, I don't know, the, the stonemason wrote his name 26 times. See how many you can find. And then they're like completely, completely involved. We, and there are tours that specialize for kids. Like yeah. I've been, even on my New York trip, I've been looking around and they're like kids tour yeah. versus like, we're going, my kids like Hamilton, like a lot of kids. And so the Schuyler mansion where the Schuyler sisters were raised, is in Albany, New York. Fun fact. And they offer a Hamilton tour. And that's what we're going on. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, My Absolutely. kids, I, I try to always orient it to like, not necessarily what I would want to see, but, and this is something that came up over and over again when we put this up on Facebook. Screen time as much as you want on airplanes. Snacking on whatever they want on airplanes. Like, I think it's okay to loosen all the rules in summertime. Like if if you've got to do a lot of snacking to get through something that's a little bit harder on your travel, go for it. Yes. Sky rules, I believe you call them. I call it sky rules. Sky rules means anything that happens on an airplane that is not 
annoying another human being is fine. That's you, guy rules. You have to find, you know, I, I want to get back to the tour thing because, because say you can't, you know, afford a tour guide, you can still, you can still Google ahead of time, um, you know, the such and fun such facts. church with kids, fun facts. You can, you can be that guide for yourself. We went to a, a church once where they had relics, you know, so these Catholic churches all over the world have really random stuff, right? So this one had one of St. Andrew's fingers. I don't remember the church, but I remember it had St. Andrew's right. finger in it. And you had to stand in line and you had to like look through this little, you know, eyepiece and you could see this mummified finger. Well, That's how, pretty fun. how long do you think we spent looking at that and then getting back in line to look at it again? How many days do you think we talked about? Like my, my eight-year-old's takeaway of that trip was he saw a real live mummy finger <laughs> Yeah. And, and that's that was fun memory. in like museums. Like one thing we try to do before we go to a art museum is like everyone picks one painting they want to find. Like oh, give them great. a little something to do that makes it feel like a scavenger hunt or a treasure hunt. Like I, I have a congenital dislike of museums, like walking around and looking at still stuff. I don't know if I have like an attention disorder or whatever. I do not like it. I, I, my husband and I went to Italy on our honeymoon and even I was like, I really don't want to go to a lot of museums. It does not sound appealing to me, like walking around and looking at statues. I don't want to do it. And we didn't, you know, if, if that's not your kid's thing, it's fine. Right. That's okay. You, you, you were right before when you said you don't have to like knock off the top 10 things you do. Have you ever visited a city twice and enjoyed it more the second time you went because you weren't trying to do like, say, you know, you come to New York for a long weekend and you weren't like, boom, boom, Empire State Building, 9-11 right. Museum, right? You just, right. at a Broadway show, you just sort of walk down the street in Chinatown and see what you see or, you know, that that's, I, I feel like it's a, it's a better way to really see a place when you're not, of course you have your, your list is aspirational and so is your itinerary. And then the point is you being out of your normal place together with your loved ones experiencing something new. So leave lots of room to experience the new thing. One of the things I love to do for vacation because it's cheap and everything else. And because it's just the way we roll is like, we visit family a lot. So we have family in Chicago and like a lot of the time it's just hanging out at their house with cousins and playing baseball in their backyard. But then we go down and see the bean and it's like, you can just run around the bean for three hours if you want and go down to the park and it, it allows like day trips versus you are trapped in the city and just on a forced march of fun for seven days, which I think can easily happen with kids. Our kids are lucky enough to have a lot of cousins. And I, you know, truthfully, all of my kids would rather be with their cousins than any other vacation. I mean, if you can be at Disney World with your cousins, great. But if the choice is... Well, I guess I probably would pick Disney World, but you see what I'm saying. Like if it's, I'll go to, I'll go to Toledo to see my cousins right. rather than the beach without them. And the thing with kids, I think even, I mean, I have younger kids, but even knowing my nieces, nephews, kids under 18, I do think the differential between, um, you know, Vienna and Toledo is much smaller than for adults, you know, like if Toledo has a railroad museum, it might be better for them than Vienna. So I, I, that's, that's what I'm banking on for my New York RV trip. <laughs> like we're going to go see like the, the world's largest ball of yarn. Like we're doing it all. I hope that you're going to have like a special hashtag for this trip. We're going to oh, have to come I up should. with one. I should live tweet it on the Facebook page. <laughs> just live, just live stream the entire thing. Exactly. <laughs> well, there's a, you know, there's um, Jill Krause who runs Baby Rabies, um, 
has a new site that's called Happy Loud Life, and she and her family are living in an RV. So, you know, I might yeah. be biting her style a little bit, but seriously. You should I, be hashtag. <laughs> hashtag this might have been the hugest mistake of my life. <laughs> that's going to be my hashtag. So I think we should turn to some of our practical tips that we got from our Facebook users. I do too. As we wind out of this conversation. Can we, is it okay with you if we start for the tips with for once you're there? Because I feel like yes. these are like the most original. Yes, because we got a ton of baby tips and I feel like we covered that a lot in our packing and travel earlier episodes. So now we're going to concentrate. Let's talk about when, we, when you get there. Okay, so when you're there, Amy says, different Amy, says it's so Debbie Downer, but until they were eight or nine, I'd not let bedtimes go off the rails too far. We do loosen up a bit. But an overtired plus over junk fooded kid doesn't set you up for fun vacation days. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I'm still doing that. I don't, I don't let them stay up until you know two in the morning. I it's mean, hard. That last week of August, when we're up in upstate New York and wherever we are in the time zone, it's light until nine thirty at night, and it is really hard because my kids are still at the age that, like, if they go to bed at ten, they're still up at six. Like, they have not slept enough, and by the third day, everyone is so miserable, and it just drives me crazy. Another tip that I have that we use on our cousin vacation where we have the eight cousins together. Cause yes, it's fun, but it also it's kind of a nightmare to have eight kids together. We have one hour of quiet time every day wow. and it's great. I mean, this is like a, you're all staying at one house vacation. It's not like a traveling, going and seeing stuff. One hour of quiet time a day. It Does quiet time include like a board game, Uno, that kind of thing? Or are you not talking it, it to anybody? Can, yes. It, it, my kids like are not quite at the age where they spontaneously will like sit around together and play Uno. It's one hour of quiet time. It's mostly reading. Or it can be like, sometimes like my kids like take two action figures and like lie in bed, but it's one hour of quiet time. Yeah. Usually the kids who are super tired will fall asleep during one hour of quiet time. Usually but the parents- who are the super parents will definitely, <laughs> because I think there's a problem when you get eight, you know, a bunch of kids together, it gets a little bit like you become a camp counselor and like it's hot babysitting, you know, it's like, and next up musical chairs and now boat trip and one hour of quiet time for everybody in the house. Very nice. Sarah Clements from Travel and Leisure. She has some great travel hacks. I'll put the link up on our show page. And she said this one, I thought this was a great idea. Bring a few big black plastic garbage bags and a roll of painter's tape because sometimes you get to a hotel room and maybe it's in a different time zone and it's still light, 10 o'clock at night, right? And and you can create blackout shades for the room for little kids if necessary. A couple of our international travelers talked about jet lag and that we, I used to live in LA and fly back East and the jet lag thing is a problem, but that's only a three hour, that's the most I've ever done. But like one thing people talked about was they let their kids sleep the whole way there on the plane and they read the whole way there on the plane. And then when they got there, the kids were wide awake and they were ready to go to bed. It's like, try to keep everybody on vaguely this game. Even if you're sleeping all day, like you don't want to be in that dead, tired jet lag phase and your kids have just woken up from seven hours of sleep. That's, that's a, that's a terror. That's a problematic. Ariel says that her kid sleeps better when she brings his own sheets and blanket to the hotel. That's fine with me. My, I have a son who has a blanket thing going on. I have a child with a blanket thing going on too. There's a, so thank God, the right? It helps. It bring helps the blanket. Them, yeah, bring it helps the, the transition. We also asked about tra- travel fails, and this was one I hadn't really thought about, but a lot of people brought it up. Holly says her worst travel fail was assuming my insufferable infant was just tired off schedule, only to find out mid-vacation after urgent care and ER visit they had an upper respiratory 
infection and a double ear infection. All of us have had this happen to us. You're I like, totally oh, found this so happen. travel miserable. And then you realize like, oh, actually you've got like 109 degree fever. This it's horrible. To- this exact thing happened to me when my 13 year old, he was, he was one, same thing. Like, why is he being like this? And finally he was dead asleep on my shoulder, like at, at 10, 15 AM after sleeping the whole night. And then I finally occurred to me that maybe I should ask to see the doctor on staff. We were, we were in Jamaica. It was like, you know, not easy to get great care. Thank God we got it. And he, yeah, he was really sick. Yeah. I, I do think that's something to keep a heads up for because kids get sick when they all, everyone gets sick when they travel. And so when your kid starts getting cranky, more cranky than usual. Just keep an eye on kids getting sick, carry some medications with you oh, yeah. and know where the local urgent care is. I do have a travel a Ziploc bag that I keep sort of packed at all times with the under three ounces. Oh, you know, like a couple of Pepto-Bismols and a little bit of this and a little, some eardrops and some eye drops. And I just have it ready to go and try to never unpack it so I can just throw it in when we go. Because yeah, you don't want to be stuck you know, somewhere that's not two miles from a target without the uh, emodium you really, really need. Yeah, you don't. You don't. One thing people talked about, which is we have a lot of this, especially because we travel to Texas and we do some long car trips, when to leave for the car trip. So a lot of people said two hours before bed because you can, we do this one sometimes, you get dinner on the road, they eat in the car, then they fall asleep and then you get there and you just throw them into beds. We've done this. We we once arrived at my sister-in-law's lake house in Texas and it was such a hot mess. Like everyone had fallen asleep, but we whatever, we arrived at a point in their sleep cycle where all three of them rather than like transferring into bed, they all woke up like hysterical night terror crying. Oh. So we arrive at 10 o'clock at night. I think their kid was already asleep. It's like kind of like a double wide, like not a not really a giant house. Like we're all in basically the same space. And OMG, it was like a bad scene of a movie arriving with three kids who were all screaming at the top of their lungs for 45 minutes until we could settle them back down to sleep. Some of our listeners, yeah, they suggested sort of driving all night because the kids will sleep all night in the car. I mean, yeah, but then I just think you got the problem where like then in the morning you're dying and they're arrested. (laughs) But uh, my, quiet time, quiet time, everybody. My Texas relatives who travel, you know, in Texas, it's like nothing to be like, oh, it's six hours. Let's jump in the car and go. Oof. It's a, it's a, everyone's got a system. That's the thing. If you want to strike up a conversation with a Texas parent, ask them when they travel on road trips with their kids. Cause everybody's got a theory. We had, we had somebody, a Texas person on our, on our Facebook page saying she was about to drive from Houston to El Paso, which she said was 12 hours. And she was about to do this all night thing. Yeah, That's I mean, off. everybody's got a system, but I, I, I don't, I, the all night thing is not for me. I'm also too old to drive all night anymore. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, like how, do you, how do you do it? How's, what's the staying awake trick? I don't know. It's probably just like drink 64 ounce, you know, Cokes from the 7-Eleven, but it, not for me. So we have barely scratched the surface of the tips that you all uh, brought forward on our Facebook page, which, which I mean, seriously, barely barely scratched the surface guys we had you want to so know many tips what to bring in the plane what to bring in the car how to make the hours go by we have lots of tips and so go to our facebook page which is facebook.com forward slash what fresh hellcast and you are going to be all set you're going to be inundated frankly can i can i end with with a tip from mira who is one yes, of our please. listeners she says 
If all else fails, you've given it your best and it's a nightmare. Know this. Number one, it will end. And number two, you will never see any of these other people again. And I will add something to that, Mira. And number three, your kids will look at the pictures and be like, we had a great time. That's what's amazing. Like, it can be the biggest horror show. And they will be like, that was an awesome time. Right. Right. And so just go and and just slog your way through it. And that's right. None of these people know you. You're never going to see them again. And just get in, get out, and come home. Get in, it's get at out, least, come home. It's at least a fresh hell. That's the thing that we can say for it. Like, <laughs> out of the frying pan into the fire. Like, at least you're somewhere else. I think you need two hashtags. The first one is fresh hell, and the second one is, what was it? This is a terrible idea. <laughs> this, is, this is the worst idea I've ever had. Yeah. So follow those hashtags over the summer, and you can follow me in my RV with my father-in-law. I mean, God Tell bless him. He was like, yeah, I'll do that. I know. I need, I need to know everything. I hope you just film the whole thing. All right. We're going to live. We're going to live blog it or live tweet it or something. Okay. So tell us where you're headed with your kids and how you're managing it to make it uh, less of a fresh hell. And you can tell us on our Facebook page. You can also tell us on Instagram, which is also what fresh hell cast. Or you can visit us on Twitter. WFH podcast. And if you go to whatfreshhellpodcast.com, like I said, you can uh, revisit episode 20, which was about what to pack. And I will have links to uh, some of the great advice and uh, articles on traveling with kids that we reference in the episode. And guys, do us a favor. Come to Facebook, email, wherever, and share some episodes with some friends. Everyone's like, oh, we love the podcast, which we love. And we just want you to tell some friends about it so that we can keep growing and growing guys so share away thanks everybody we'll talk to you next week hey there i'm debbie reber the founder of tilt parenting and the author of the book differently wired the mission of tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability having adhd being gifted autistic or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how 
all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks.